Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit podcast. Today I have the third part of the Fast Track Your Healing series, talking about ways that I was able to really, um, well, hit the gas and start healing faster and more intentionally. And today for our part three, I have a really great action step for you. Something that when I started, well, it's actually two parts. And I don't want to jump the gun and I want you to dive in, but listen to the end make a commitment and just do it and just see how your life changes once you start becoming aware of this. So don't let your brain tell you not to do it. All right, let's do this. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Wouldn't it be great if we can just shift the blame for everything away from us? If we could just decide that it's not our fault and shift the blame to who it's supposed to be on or what it's supposed to be on. Well, part of that is right. Part of that is the fact that not everything that you do and you think and you believe about yourself is your fault. This is something that I have... Well, it was a really hard concept for me to grasp. If you know anything about the Enneagram, you know, as an Enneagram one, everything's my fault. And it's something that I can always improve on and that I want to know how to improve on it. Well, I had a coach and really through the neuro coaching program that I've been doing for the last year, I've come to realize that a lot of the things that I believe are really not true. A lot of the things that I have come to embody or they, they're they my paradigm, the way I see the world, have elements of truth but are not completely true. When I started, when I, well, when I really listened to that, that some of the things that I believe were put there put in my brain or caught, um, probably not intentionally, but it was probably before the age of five. And it was probably not even directed to me. However, because it went along with my core values, my core motivations, I took it to heart. And I embodied that for the last, well, you know, 42 minus five-ish years. And at this point, you're probably asking yourself, okay, Tammy, why are you why are you bringing this up? Why are you saying this? When it comes to grief, when it comes to a broken spirit, when it comes to losing your identity, losing your confidence, losing your path and your way and your purpose and 
losing your joy, if you realize that it may not, well, it's not your fault. It's not even it may not be your fault. There's things that you believe that are actually keeping you from the healing that you're looking for. So this is why this is the next step in the the fast tracking your healing is embrace the fact that it's not your fault. But once you do embrace that, now it becomes your responsibility. It becomes, you can start to look, and I will give you some some ways here in a few minutes and um, give you some action steps that you can take. And these action steps are not just if you're trying to overcome grief or loss or, um, or hardship. These are things that you can do if you feel stuck and you want to move forward and you don't know how. So part of this healing journey that we're on really it transcends it's much more than just grief a lot of times even when we are stuck it is a form of grief it is a form of we want something we don't know how to get it we we know what it should be and we don't have that or that's not possible so let's talk a little bit about the fact that it's not your fault And this title of this podcast is a little tongue in cheek um, to shift the blame where it belongs. Sometimes there is no one to blame. And sometimes even if there is someone or something at fault, it's not healthy to focus on that. When you focus on external circumstances um, or not even external circumstances, external things affecting your life, it gives that person or that thing the power over you. The book, Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkhurst is an amazing book if you haven't read it yet. Um, I will warn you, um, I started working through this book with a friend of mine. She asked me, or it's just suggested that she was going through it and that it would be good for me and her and I could discuss it together. We, we started it probably six or seven. Well, it's May. Okay, so we started it before Christmas and we're still not through it. We are taking it slow as needed and we're, we're not in the same places in the books. We kind of um, go at our own pace and we just discuss it as things come up and we just you know verbally process it. So if you have something in your life that you really need help with that forgiveness, I highly suggest that book. And the workbook, get the journal with it. They are they're really great companions. And dive into that slowly and meticulously and intentionally. And know that it doesn't excuse the actions of others when you forgive them. It allows you to have the freedom to step out of that victim mentality, that victimization and empower yourself to take ownership with your choices in your life now. Having that unforgiveness in your heart does not hurt them in any way, but it is robbing you of a life that is worth living, a life that you deserve, a beautiful, full, purposeful, joyful life. And so if you feel that there is something in your life that it's really hard to forgive, reach out. Um, reach out to a counselor, reach out to a trusted friend, a pastor, reach out to me and 
or grab that book and start diving in and realize that it's really freedom for yourself that you're looking for. And that freedom to love yourself again and to get out of that victim position. Because we cannot actually start healing ourselves until we release that, until we really just take ownership for where we are and where we want to go. That doesn't mean that it excuses anything that we've been through. It doesn't make anything disappear. It doesn't lose its power over how it affected you, but it will change the way you see what you've been through and you're able to start seeing the hope and opportunities within it. You went through it and I am so sorry that you did, but at this point we can't change that. When I took that mentality that, okay, what I've been through in my life is it's not something that I can change, but I can change my perspective. I could use it for good and I can allow God to use it for good versus staying a victim to it all. And even some of the things that I've realized that have some of the grief areas, some of the cycles that I've been through are not even all bad. And that I'll share at a, a different time because that's not the, the purpose of this specific podcast and I don't need to make it five hours long. But I want you to take a moment. What could your life look like if you didn't hold that unforgiveness in your heart? If you, even towards yourself, even if you feel that you are to blame, what if you're not? And even if you're still saying, yes, yes, I am. What if God already said that you shouldn't be anymore? What if you look at those things that you are believing and really find the truth behind them, how they are supposed to keep you safe and stuck instead of getting to a, a life of fulfillment and joy and purpose, a thriving life instead of the stuck and their pain and the rawness and the anger, the anger that you have, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, the anger that may be in your heart that is deep down, that is, well, it's it's tainting all of your experiences now. So I know that I talked about this concept in an earlier podcast, but I think it's worth talking about again. And this is more, it goes into the real, the neuroscience, and I won't geek out on you with all of the science and the tech and the um, synapses and all of that cool stuff that I love to read about and listen about and learn about. But what I can tell you is that it's been proven. It's been proven over and over that your thoughts are what control your brain. Your thoughts can completely change the chemicals, the chemical makeup, the even on brain scans, your thoughts show up in different ways. So those thoughts that are holding you back, those subconscious thoughts that are no longer serving you, that you get to decide that they no longer serve you, and you get to decide what you want to do with them and how to rewrite them and what to say to rewrite them, which I'll talk more about that in a bit. But the first thing you got to start doing is giving yourself permission 
to look at what your thoughts are, to really understand what the center of your story really looks like. And my guess is that it's not so much the incident that you've been through, the loss, the the divorce, the, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the loss of a dream, your loss of identity or confidence. It's not so much that. It's the thoughts surrounding that. And it may be what happened before. Those belief systems that you had in place that run automatically before the incident even happened. And then when that incident, that trial, that circumstance happened, it was basically stepping on stepping on the gas or throwing fuel in the fire. It ignited those thoughts to show how real they really are. And I'm putting that in air quotes because they're not really real. That's where the freedom comes is when we look at those thoughts and find them and see that they're actually not true. Those beliefs that we put in about ourselves are actually the things that are stopping us from having the healing we want. So you're like, I, I hear my thoughts all the time. I hear them, I see them, I experience them. Believe me, I'm tired of hearing myself complain and wallow and I'm, I'm tired of hearing all of the thoughts about where I am right now and where I wanna be, but why I can't get there. But are you really hearing them? Or are you allowing them to just keep cycling, keep keep processing over and over, but you're not actually addressing them? And so this next step that I want you to start doing, if you really want to fast track your healing, this is not easy. It's, it's super ugly. It is hard and it is vulnerable and your brain is going to go in overdrive trying to stop you and give you excuses why to not do this process. But if you're done being where you are, and again, this could simply be you are stuck and you want to move forward. It doesn't have to be some monumental experience that you had that's keeping you where you are. This could be any reason. And this is something that once you learn this this process, you can do it as a lifelong process and continuously rewrite and heal your brain. And again, before I share it, I'm going to tell you right now, because I fought this process, my brain fought this process for a really long time. But then when I gave into it, when I started and, and I didn't even trust it at the time that I started it, I didn't even believe it. I didn't even see how it was possible. However, I trusted the person who was telling me what to do and how to do it and telling me and encouraging me to just try it. And then she used my own words against me and says, if nothing changes, nothing ever changes. And I was like, darn it, you're right. So when I tell you that I really want you to do this, whether you feel like it or not, trust me. Trust me. Please trust yourself. You owe this to yourself. This is not something that is hard to do. In fact, it's so easy. The concept is so easy that you're gonna be like, nah, I'm good. There's no reason to do this. Nope, I, I don't, there's no point. I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. I don't think it's gonna work. I don't, I don't, I don't, no, no, no. I'm fine, I'll figure out another way. But the key is, 
If you could have figured out another way, if what you know to do already would work, it would already work for you. You would already have the healing that you want. So what do you have to lose? Commit to yourself right now. Right now, say, you know what? Whatever this crazy thing Tammy is about to say, I'm going to try it because, hey, if she's crazy enough to try it and it work for her, then maybe, just maybe, it can work for me. And again, I again to bring the Enneagram in this, for an Enneagram 1 to do this. And so if you're an Enneagram 1, I feel you. This is going to be your worst fear in writing. But you've got this too. You've got this. What I want you to do is I want you to start keeping a thought journal. Now stay with me for a moment because this thought journal is not an ordinary thought journal. This is not long-winded. This is not writing for hours. This is not sitting and journaling your deepest secrets, deepest thoughts um, of what life could be. This is not something that's supposed to take a lot of time, but it will save you time in the future. This, this action, this, well, let's just say if you commit to doing this, your life won't be the same. Now, before I dive into more about it, give you more instruction, I, I've talked about this before about the negative thoughts that we have, that a lot of times we talk to ourselves in ways that we would never talk to, even people we dislike, even people we're angry at, even people who we don't like or have no connection with. We definitely would not talk to our best friends, our kids, our parents in a way that we talk to ourselves. This journal is going to really identify how you talk to yourself. It's going to help you see those subconscious thoughts that you're having. And it's going to help you get to the bottom of that. So what I want you to do is when you think a negative thought, I want you to write that thought down exactly in your journal. Don't counterbalance it with, okay, let me think a positive thought. At this point, just give yourself that freedom of writing it down and then moving on. So I suggest that this journal be with you all the time. You can do it on your phone as well, um, on like a note, note app or something. But there's something that happens in your brain when you actually write it, pen and paper, pencil and paper. It uses different parts of your brain than typing does. You're also bringing into more of your senses. So the more senses you bring in, the more real it becomes for your brain. You owe it to yourself to really dive into this if you want to heal. So get a small little notebook, a little pen and paper. I use one the first time. The first time I started this, I was like, oh, I'm going to get a cute little journal. Do not make it cute. You're not going to want this. This is not a, a cute, fun. Sorry if you heard that. Our little weather emergency alarm thing went off to warn us that a storm is coming tonight. Anyway, you're not going to want a cute little fun journal that you are so excited about opening up. 
Mine is plain. I do not have my name on it because if I was to ever lose it, I would be like, no, I don't know whose that is. The thoughts that I have for myself are not ones that I'm proud of having. They're ones that I'm actually ashamed that those are what I was thinking and speaking over myself and giving myself that freedom to look at it, that vulnerability to say that's really not true is really empowering. It also helps me see the areas that I really needed to heal first. Now, if we pair this and Well, I will talk a little bit about that. I wasn't going to talk about it. I was just going to mention it briefly at the end. But if we pair this with the Enneagram that we worked on last week, those thoughts, I will be almost certain. I would bet money that they go back to some of those core fears that you identified through the Enneagram. So before I go deep into this and... Just next week, next week, I'm going to talk to you about what to do with this journal, this ant journal, this automatic negative thought journal. And it's important that you don't just summarize, like try to get the words down that you thought. If you thought a, you know, you saw some, some, you saw pizza and you, as you were eating it, you're like, I shouldn't be eating this. I'm so fat. Write that down. If you think, oh, I should be eating this because what's the point? I don't deserve to be healthy anyway. Write that down. If you are doing something fun and the thought of you don't deserve to be happy in this moment, you didn't deserve this. What? Why Why would you think that you deserve this? Write that down. Anything you're, you are thinking, write it down and set it aside. And then next week, we're gonna talk about what you can do with this list. We're gonna talk about how this can be the key to fast-tracking your healing, to fast-track your that the neuroscience, changing the thoughts in your brain, changing your belief system, which ultimately changes your identity. And you can do that. And you can stop allowing these subconscious thoughts that are not your fault, you could stop allowing them to control your decisions. So next week, make sure you turn in, tune in, so I can share some of the secrets to healing and rewiring your brain that that really has the power to change your life. Again, remember, you committed earlier to doing this. So even if you think it's stupid, even if you think it's dumb, you don't wanna do it, you don't feel like doing it, you're not motivated to do it, I don't have time to do it, I have no notebook, I have no... Don't give yourself any excuses. For one week, commit to doing this. For one week, you can do anything for a week. If you can't do a week, do one day. Do it for one day. Write down every time you have a negative thought. It's going to be, the longer you do it, the easier it is and the quicker you're gonna spot these thoughts. So just take a chance. And then tune in next week and I'm gonna share what to do with these because it's gonna blow your mind how simple it is to rewire your brain, to stop those belief systems that are no longer serving you and input ones that are life-giving, that are edifying, that are biblical, 
that are loving and graceful and ones that you know are actually true about you. And even if you don't know it, God already does. He knows that they're true about you. So tune in next week and I will see you then. If you don't want to wait, if you don't want to wait and you know that there's some power in this, which there is, contact me. I have literally two more spots for the summer for coaching and that's it. Two more and then I'm full and I'm not taking any more clients until, well, probably by the end of the summer, if not longer. So contact me, get your 20 minute call and just to see what the possibilities await you, what hope there is for your story and your purpose. Contact me um, on the show notes or um, through email, through my website. There's lots of ways through Instagram. Send me a message through Instagram and I'll send you the link. The Instagram and Facebook is at Tammy Marie Coaching. Don't wait another day to say yes to yourself and yes to your healing. What could life be like in six months, in three months, in two months, in a year, if you said yes to yourself today? With that, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you choose joy in everything you do. And if you can't do it in everything you do, pick one way each day to choose joy. It's a lot more fun. It's a lot more exciting. And it's, it feels so much better to choose life and choose gratefulness than it is to choose that raw pain that you're sitting in. I will talk to you later. Bye for now.